In this episode, I would like to start out by recognizing that I took two weeks off and explain why. My family and I are traveling for 11 weeks this summer, visiting several national parks and friends and family back in the Midwest. Having said that, I took a couple of weeks to prep for the trip, and now I'm excited to be back with you. So over the course of the 11 weeks, I'll be sharing stories from our trip and how God is continually working in our lives. So sit back, relax, be encouraged as we get going right now on The Great Sift. Welcome to The Great Sift Podcast. Through weekly installments, we provide content that will engage, encourage, and empower you as a believer in Jesus Christ. We tackle topics of the day, host interviews, and provide a biblical view on what is happening in the church and the world at large. So, grab a Bible, open your heart, and let's begin to sift through all that God has in store. Now, we were setting ourselves up to leave on June the 10th, and leading up to the trip, things got a bit crazy for us. Now, a couple weeks before the departure date, we were presented with an amazing opportunity to be able to rent out our RV while we were on our travels. We discussed it, and we decided to move forward with it, but we didn't fully realize all that was going to go into it. We essentially had to move out of our home, drive the rig three hours up into the mountains and deep into the Trinity National Forest, and then set up the rig before we could actually head out on our adventures. This undertaking had Jess and I working day and night, trying to keep up with our jobs, content creation, oh, and oh yeah, being good parents, good spouses, and even good Christians. I mean, doesn't it feel like that sometimes? You're just trying to keep up with everything so much that you almost forget to do the basic things, even like being a good Christian or just being a Christian. Anyways, we finally got everything going. Our van fully packed and set to hit the road. We took a quick detour to the beach in Ferndale, California. And let me just tell you, Ferndale is amazing. It's beautiful. It's one of the cutest little towns. There's farms right on the beach. And then when you get to it's just, it's beautiful. If you ever get a chance to in Northern California to see Ferndale, it is beautiful. Well, then we ventured our way up to Yosemite National Park. And y'all, this place is out of this world. From Glacier Point to Yosemite's waterfalls and the majestic Half Dome and El Capitan, this place may very well top my list of most beloved national parks. See, Jess and I often say, if you just go out and enjoy nature, there is no way someone cannot believe in God. After we headed out of Yosemite, we began our trek to the Grand Tetons National Park to meet some of our wonderful friends who have actually become more like family than friends. The long drive gave us plenty of family time, blaring life is a highway and me and my gang by Rascal Flats. They are Caius's favorite and stopping frequently to randomly enjoy sites that we never even knew existed But with the leisurely pace that we were going, it also meant that we didn't get to the Tetons in just one day, so we tent camped in Idaho Falls, Idaho. The landscape in Idaho Idaho is breathtaking, and all throughout western Wyoming as well. When we pulled in and set up at the campground, we were relatively close to an older couple. 
Now, truth be told, the tent sites were smaller than normal, and I did not particularly like being so close to another family. But God knew why we were in this site. And it's so cool to see how God will set things up and in motion for us as believers. Now, that first night, I didn't speak to the couple. I rarely even made eye contact as we passed by each other. Now, if you know me personally, you know that that is not normal for me. Honestly, I just didn't want to be bothered. Now, the next morning, while we were tearing down camp, the lady made a very sweet comment about how nice it was to see my children helping and how sweet they were. Well, if someone compliments the kids, obviously, a conversation ensued. As God would have it, she began to explain who they were and why they were traveling. They were retired, had eight children that were all grown, and they were just simply enjoying life. As the conversation continued, she explained how they would go on missions trips overseas and were active in their church until COVID hit. Now, while they've been on the road, they've been asking God, what is next for them? They were asking for God's calling and and purpose to be revealed to them. Where should they go? What should they do? She then explained that they had been quite distressed in recent days as they felt like God wasn't giving them an answer. I don't know about you, but I know I've felt like I've been in that place before. I know that I've been in moments where I've been asking and praying, seeking God's uh, answer and direction, and just feeling like I'm not hearing anything. Even in the last two years, Jess and I have felt like that from time to time, but God continually reminded me as we kept walking through Scripture together, Jess and I, exactly what it means to be a Christian and what that looks like. And so, I know I have felt like this couple has, and I was able to encourage them. You see, too often we as Christians want to quote-unquote hear or feel the Lord's prompting or direction. When I have learned in a powerful way that we already are equipped for every good work. It is in this understanding that we can faithfully walk with God every day. I encouraged the couple that if they are not hearing from God in the way they would like to simply rely upon what he has already said. The good work God puts in front of you today is what he has called you to. Let me say that again for everyone listening. The good work God puts in front of you today is what he has called you to. There is no greater purpose than to do the good works that a Christian is already equipped to do. I said to the couple as Jess was walking up, there is no magic formula to knowing your purpose. The Bible is clear as to how a Christian should be within their character and how that comes out is through the purpose of your good works. Let me reiterate this. There is no magic formula to hearing God's voice. Be encouraged with that. You are not a lesser Christian or have a lesser value in the body of Christ if you do not, quote unquote, hear God's voice or promptings. Simply put, the Bible is clear as to what is to be inside of a Christian and what it looks like coming out. So, if you are needing some encouragement and guidance because you feel lost, confused, or or frustrated that you aren't finding your purpose, then let me share with you what Romans 12 says. Here is one place that we can find the characteristics of what a Christ follower should be. 
What I'm about to read in Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21, these are the marks of what a true Christian should be like. Verse 9, let love be genuine, abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Verse 10, love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Verse 11, do not be slothful in zeal, be fervent in spirit, serve the Lord. Verse 12, rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer. Verse 13, contribute to the needs of the saints and seek to show hospitality. Verse 14, bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Verse 15, rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep. Verse 16, live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. Verse 17, repay no one evil for evil, but give thought to do what is honorable in the sight of all. Verse 18, if possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Verse 19, Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God, for it is written, Vengeance is mine, I will repay, says the Lord. Verse 20, To the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. For by doing so, you will heap burning coals on his head. Verse 21, Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. When you take Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21, and you apply it to your everyday situation, are you loving genuinely? Are you abhorring what is evil and holding fast to what is good? Do you love one another with brotherly affection? Do you outdo one another in showing honor to each other? Do you live peaceably with each other? Do you rejoice in hope and be patient in tribulation? Are you constant in prayer? See, all of these attributes, all of these things that are to be inside and coming out of a Christian, that takes up your day. That takes up the good works that God's placing in front of you. Your purpose is uniquely, but at the same time, very clearly stated in the Word of God. It's unique to your situation because you're going through it, but it's the same for all Christians everywhere that when you take up the good work that God has placed before you that day, that day, your love will be genuine. You'll hold fast to what is good. You'll do your best not to argue with people and and you'll live peaceably with them. If somebody does evil to you, you don't turn around and do evil to them, but you allow honorableness to come out of you. You allow God, his vengeance to be upon them if if need be. And and you feed the hungry, you feed your enemy, you, you give them something to drink. You do all of these things and your purpose and your calling is right there. In the last two years that we've been on this journey being in the RV, it's, it's been amazing and it's been crazy. But the greatest thing that I've learned, the greatest thing that I've learned is that my purpose has nothing to do with a title. 
has nothing to do with the title. My purpose and my calling is, has, has everything to do with what is the good work that the Lord is placing before me today. Today. So my question to you and my encouragement to you is as you go into prayer today, <laughs> ask yourself, what is the good work, Lord, that you are placing before me? And how can I allow what you've already shown me written in the word of God to come out of me? And if that doesn't naturally come out of you, pray and ask God for it to come out of you. That's how you build this relationship with the Lord. See, this is what Jess and I encourage this couple with. And this is what we are encouraging you with as well right now, today. And as always, may our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, be with you. And until next time, may God truly bless you.